church. Here we go. Welcome in. Amen. Our Thanksgiving service. And we're going to give thanks to the Lord for the sacrifice that he paid for you and I on that cross. Lift your voices with us tonight. Amen. Let's sing it.
Grateful for it, amen, church? Yeah. Grateful for you, Lord. Oh, we're so grateful. This Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken. That's right, you sing it. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Come on. Is that right, church? Here we go. This is you and I say, I've still got joy in care. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my whole strength. Cause I've built my life on Jesus. He's place, Lord, because you've been faithful, or because, Lord, we come into this place, Lord, because we need a touch of that, Lord, and this gentle reminder of who you are, Lord. This is Horitz. This came when my house was built on. Come on. I'm safe with you. Sing it. Rain came when blue, but my house was big. 
This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. I'm going to shout tonight. The Lord is working in a miraculous way in this place tonight, right now. You know, as I stand up here right now, I see people of all ages and creeds standing together in one place, surrendering themselves to Christ. I see the young people here saying, you are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. Those words breathe life into us. By surrendering ourselves. So Heavenly Father, tonight, that's what we want to do. We want to completely surrender ourselves, Lord, to you, to your will and your way, Heavenly Father. Have your way in this place tonight with us, Lord, that we take aside, Lord, everything that is wanting to distract us, Lord. Everything. That traffic jam, the uneasy conversation we had at the office. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. Lord, take control of it, Lord. All the way, Lord. I put it down at the foot of the cross, Lord, because you did that for me so many years ago, Lord. Now tonight I say, Lord, you are all I'm chasing down. Break down and shake down the walls of my traditions. It's not about me, Lord. It's all about you. So as we stand in this place tonight, Lord, I want you to do that, Lord. I want to surrender I want to, you to surrender yourself, church, to him tonight. Lord, let us do that tonight, Lord, freely as we take a deep breath in, Lord, and take in the goodness of God, Lord, the goodness of what it is, Lord, to be your son and your daughter. We know what it's like to be outside of that, Lord. So tonight we breathe in. I always pray that, Lord, to you because that's what I want to do, Lord. Breathe in your grace as we shout out and lift up your praise tonight every step of the way, Heavenly Father. So for those that come in, Lord, seeking comfort, we ask for comfort, Lord. For those that come in to seek confrontation, Lord, Lord, humble ourselves, Lord, to hear your voice in that, Jesus. And for those coming in, Lord, to be lifted up right with you, Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we can do that. And so, Heavenly Father, have your way among this place tonight. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank God good, church. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, church, God is so good. I want you tonight, as this room is full, I want you to turn to the person next to you or maybe in front or behind you and just welcome them to service and thank them for being here tonight.
my family. What's happening, New Beginnings? Yeah, that was good. Chris, that was good, man. Yeah, it was. I'm hey, glad. You and those young people over there, man, worshiping. Thanks for blessing uh, us. They were already there, man. I just found them. Amen. I just found them. <laughs> you, you just joined right along. Yeah, like, what's this guy doing here, bro? That's good. <laughs> Church, right. we want to welcome you to his presence into the house of the Lord. Uh, my name is Michael Romero. You worship an arts pastor at New Beginnings. And my name is Chris Camarasa. I serve in the youth and anywhere else. Amen. I like thank serving. You, I like serving. No, I thank it. you. I love that you love to serve. No, I love that you love to teach me how to serve. Hey, church. <laughs> my dude. Hey, I love that. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. I appreciate it. So, hey, church, we just want to catch you up. Look, pastor has this amazing message, so I don't want to take too much time. But, church, here's um, what we want to do is be. So, tonight, obviously, is our Thanksgiving service. And uh, so grateful. Um, we always say that we're grateful to be here. But tonight, we're focusing on gratitude and so, so grateful to be here together tonight. Those watching from home, we welcome you as well. And church, right here is Thanksgiving. That means tomorrow is the big day where we get ready with all the turkey. And that just means um, it doesn't just mean Black Friday sales. Amen. That's, that's all good. Uh, we're officially, now we all, we know, I mean, we've been going to the stores now for a few months where we see Christmas decor for sale. That started like in September. Stop me when I'm lying. Literally, man. Right? September, you're like, I can't believe it's already here. But we are officially, after tomorrow, is going to be the Christmas season. And so, church, we want to remind you, you know, of some Christmas events that we have coming up here at New Beginnings behind me or maybe at the on the screen in front of you at home are some of those events, that, just some, just some of those events that we really want you to save the day. So maybe you're part of sisterhood. Maybe you're part of the men's, the men's group here at New Beginnings. Yeah. We'll have those Events, but church, two, uh, three of the events I really want to focus on is going to be the first one is going to be our Christmas social. Chris, That's right. Tell us a little bit more about the Christmas social and what, what we can expect. Guys, there's always going to be a jazz band there, yeah. and Mr. or Pastor Romero's daughter is actually going to be playing the saxophone over there, which I just found out on Sunday. So, you know, praise God for that. It's going to be an amazing time to just come together, guys. And really just fellowship, simply as that, you know, nothing else, nothing crazy. I love that about our church, you know, that Amen. this is our third annual one, right? It is, and we know how to have a good time, and we know how to just kind of dress it down. So church, there's no specific format as far as how should I dress. Some people come right after work. Some people dress up <laughs> a little nicer. It's fine. You know what? Kind of like here, right? Some people just came in from the office. But church, I want to invite you to that. And maybe you have somebody that said, What's this church you go to? What is, what is it all about? That would be the perfect time for you to be like, you know what? It's really cool. You get to meet the pastor. You get to shake his hand. You get to maybe shake our executive pastor's hand or worship pastor's hand. You want to try that? You've been asking about it? This would be the perfect opportunity for you to invite somebody who's there uh, just inquiring about kind of what do you do for church? And this would be a great time. Church, the other thing I want to talk to you about is just a couple of days later on the 17th is our Christmas program those are always fun right chris no yeah they are and you know what um we get to have a little more fun that day the kids get to show us you know how much they love jesus or not show us us, you know there's some little snotty nose out there but hey we all have them we all have them um it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really fun day but man the christmas eve service that's right that one service you know we want to make sure that you remember church it is christmas eve 
And this year it happens to fall on a Sunday. How convenient. And so oh. if you're saying, are they going to have church on Christmas Eve? Answer is yes. Yes. Unanimous. Yes, right? They're, we're going to have service on the 24th. And those are going to be regular services at 9 and 11. So regular those are services. Be communion service as well as candlelight service. So that's beautiful. Invite your family. You might have some family that's out of town for, or from out of town. Bring them in. Have them not miss out on Christmas service. We're going to be here on the 24th at 9 and 11 on Sunday. Yeah, you just double down on the on the whole evangelistic, you know, approach to it. Hey, you want to come to Christmas service? It's also Sunday. <laughs> that's right. Just, just reel them in like that. It's also Sunday. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I like that. So, guys, next week is actually very important as well. We are going to be doing baptisms. Not next week. On Sunday, uh, rather. Right. Uh, we're going to be doing baptisms. So, guys, if you've been thinking about giving uh, your life to Christ and just, just completely giving, going all in for it, you know what? Take that decision to get water baptized. You know, the water's not going to save you, but if you know that you, if you put your trust in Jesus and he went ahead and mandated, mandated that for us and you have a stir in your heart to just do it, go and obey. Do it. Do it. Do it. Get baptized. because It's a perfect way to just declare your faith to the whole world. Amen. Amen? It's, it's, we, we call it the marriage between you and God. You're going public with it, right? Some people say, oh, no, this is public. I want to go public with my faith. I want everybody to know how much I am devoted to my walk with Christ. And so maybe you've already made that decision. Maybe the second you walked in tonight, that little funny feeling you're feeling is like, I've never felt that before right here. That's the Holy Spirit tugging you All and day. talking to you. Yep. And maybe he's already stirring you for what's about to happen. And I pray that that will happen and that you take that next step into going public with your faith. Amen. That, and so, look, there's a QR code that's behind me. That QR code, if you point your camera to it, that little link that pops up um, on your camera app, you click that link, and you can register to be baptized that way because that's going to take you to our registrations portal. So anything that the church has going on, maybe you want to sign up for the Sisterhood um, Retreat. Maybe you want to sign up to dedicate your child in a couple of months or maybe this coming month in December, maybe something like that. Church, I invite you to connect with us because that QR code that's behind me on the screen or in front of you at home is the best way for you to connect with us at the front office or maybe connect with one of your pastors here at New Beginnings Church. Yeah, and you know what? Since we're talking about the season of giving, I'll just squeeze it in there. Guys, like I say, we never, this is, this building is impossible, you know, without our contribution, not only from the service, but also from our finances. And we are so grateful as a body of believers that we have such a gracious giving church that we get the privilege to stand in a building that was once a club because of God's people's generation. That's amazing. And so behind me, it's that same QR code. It's that same one. It's pretty much the hyperlink for everything we do here at the church. You can just go ahead, scan it. If you want to give online, do it. If you want to give texting, do it. If you want to give by bird, do it. If you want, I'm just kidding. But if you want to give by physical boxes, we have those wooden boxes uh, over there at the back of the sanctuary to go ahead. They just had to be wooden, you know. I love it. You know what? Thank you for your faithful obedience more than anything else, church, in the tithe. That's what you and I do. We obey the tithe, and then our offering is over and above that. And, guys, we always go over, over and above. So mm-hmm. thank you for your giving. Because of your giving, you and I are able to support a lot of ministries and edify the body. Amen? 
And one of those ways that you and I edify the body are through our adult education courses. And in that adult education course, we have a course titled Discipleship, where our instructors lead us and guide us throughout how do we walk a daily walk with Christ? How do we do that? And so right now, I want to invite Pastor Cindy and Pastor Sonia to come up because we have some certificates of completion for those who have Amen. gone through that. <laughs> Pastor, I'll let you, of course. I guess we can both use this mic. Or Okay, great. I am excited because we just started our committee for Christian education for the adults about two years ago, and it has grown, hasn't it? There was a lot of, of adults in my class. A, a ton, a ton. And we're so proud of those that we're going to be presenting these certificates to because it takes time and a lot of study and a lot of searching in the Word of God so that you know what to expect and how to grow in your walk, in your daily walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Sonia, because you taught Discipleship 1, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. They have a nice potluck over there. We're not invited. Only the students that completed are going to be able to celebrate what God has done. Yes. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're so excited. We did not know we were graduating, everybody, so please forgive me, students. Um, I'd like to call them up. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Discipleship is your first step to getting to know Jesus and your call and, and to volunteer for this church. That's your first step, the first class. So thorough, we call him Theo. Vikas. Come on up, Theo. Congratulations. It's a pleasure getting to know everybody. We had some under his construction participants. We had some uh, frontline resurrection certificates. Congratulations. Just stand right there for me. We have Sandy Bowling. Come on up, Sandy Bowling, if you're here. A lot of people are sick, so we'll give that to her later. Teresa Chavez. Is Teresa Chavez here? No? There she is. Come on, beautiful. Yay. Congratulations. Heather Dwingens. <laughs> Dwingens. And her husband, Timothy, but he's sick, so she'll collect husband Timothy's as well. Congratulations, Heather. And she just became a pastor. Woo! Cheyenne Edwards, come on up. Cheyenne, I saw you. She was bawling at Frontline Resurrection fundraiser. Woohoo! Changed her life. Thank you, Frontline Resurrection. Cody Edwards, come and get your certificate. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations, Cody. Chanel. Where's beautiful Chanel? She's sick. Oh, okay. Frontline will collect that. Aaron Finney. Is he in? Aaron? He might be out of town. Also, uh, oh, there you are. Yay. Come on, Aaron. 
Congratulations. Shannon Gallegos. Come on up, Shannon. There you go. Congratulations. Atea Garcia. Are you here, Atea? Hey, Atea. Congratulations. Erica Garcia. Congratulations, Wonder Woman. Rachel Graham. Congratulations, Rachel. Robert Madrid. All right, Robert. Congratulations. We call this guy, we call him something different, right? EJ. His real name is Uri, though. EJ Maldonado. Come on, EJ. I knew it wasn't Uri. Congratulations. <laughs> David Martinez. Are you here, David? No? Michelle Merritt. It's Michelle. Yay, Michelle. Congratulations, Michelle. Rachel Page. We had a lot of Rachels. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Congratulations. Brenda Pete. Brenda here? I didn't see her. She might be out of town. Tanya Pino. Tanya's here. Look at this big class. Congratulations, Tanya. Joshua Romero. Joshua, are you here? He had perfect attendance. Oh, he skipped the potluck. Vanessa Sanchez. Congratulations, Vanessa. James Thatcher. Is James here? Andrew Quam. Hey, Andrew. Yay. Congratulations. Georgette, she said to call her Jet. Come on up, Jet. Georgette Be Hill. Lauren, is Lauren in the house? You're going to collect it for her? Okay. Okay, she's sick. A lot, of, a lot of people were sick with COVID and all kinds of stuff. So, so this was Discipleship 1. Discipleship now, 1. Now for the Discipleship 2, which is the Advanced Discipleship class. We're yes. real excited for Angel Dubois. Yay. Angel Dubois, are you here tonight? I can't see. These lights are really bright. <laughs> Brandon Dubois. I bet they're, they're getting everything ready for tomorrow's dinner. <laughs> Bernie Gonzalez. Bernie. Not here tonight. Moran 
Brenda Gonzalez, which is Bernie's wife. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're probably together. <laughs> Nicole Gonzalez. All right, Nicole. <laughs> congratulations, Mia. Willie Green. Willie Green, congratulations. Willie's out of town. Thank you, Tomas. Cody Mendes. Yay! Andrew Herrera. Very cool. Congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> Are you going to the potluck? Is that <laughs> Cody and Andrew? Thank you. God bless. Derek Segura Medina. Yay! Christopher Mack. Yay! <laughs> Jasmine Armijo Martinez. Jasmine Armijo Martinez. Joey Muller. Yay, Joey! <laughs> Cynthia Ross. Cheryl Reese. Monique Romero. Yay, Monique. <laughs> Tabitha Trahan. Yay, Tabby Tabby. Is it? Thank you. Yay. God bless you, Tabitha. Congratulations. Manuel Trujillo. Hey, Manuel. Congratulations. Pastor Sonia. Yes. I would like you to do the honors. Oh, I would love to. Congratulations. Let's all stand and stretch our hands out to our brothers and sisters who have studied so yes, hard so much. to get to this point in their spiritual growth with Christ. Yes, Lord, we're so grateful for these students, Lord, that they have a heart receptive and open to you and your word, Lord, that they chose to control, alt, delete, and reboot to who you are calling them to be. And thank you, Lord, for that. May you show them a beautiful future for their lives, Lord. May you help them to anchor in the hard times to your word and to your promises. May they hold tight to you, Lord, with their heart, mind, soul, and strength, Lord. And that you wow them, Lord, in their future. That you continue to show them glory, Lord, and your love. Protect them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are dismissed. (laughs) Christopher's ready to preach. just wanted to stop everything and take the time today to let you know how very thankful I am that you've been there for me.
say thanks for never giving up on me. Thank you for providing meals for us after Blake's surgery. Thanks for making sure I always had a ride to chemo. And thank you for helping me through this difficult season in my life, God. Thank you, God, for teaching me to be a strong single dad. Dear God, thank you so much for giving me this new job. I love it. Thanks for sending Jeff to take my shift last week so I could be with my family. For keeping me company on the first day of school. Thank you, God, for helping us get that bill paid. Thank you, God, for the clothes on my back. For giving me the courage to speak the truth. Thank you for forgiving me. For making my day better. For giving my life a melody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for every single day. And one final thing, God. Thank you for always loving me. No matter what. So what are you thankful for? Have you really sat and thought about it? Have you sat and prayed about it? Have you even written it down? Today is the day before Thanksgiving. Yet, for a Christian, every single day is Thanksgiving. And I'm titling the sermon, Thanksgiving, because our life is an expression of our thankfulness and our gratitude to the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, the word says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that during this time together we could really redirect our attention to you and how grateful we really are, even in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of greatness, in the, in the greatest moments of our life or the most difficult, you are always there. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, it's not always easy to be great, grateful. It's not always to have, it's easy to have a, a heart filled with gratitude. But if you really take time to slow down enough and look at your life and look at the things around you, you will find an array of things to be thankful for. But there are things that come and steal your, your gratitude, that, what I call gratitude killers. One is a lack of contentment. When you find people that are not content with life, they're not content with the things that they have, they always have that destination disease, what I call in other words, they're saying, if I just lived over there, if I just worked over there, if I just had that, and if I, and if I, and they're always looking someplace else instead of enjoying where they are and what they have and where they are going. And they forget the path on the way. Look, we need to have goals. We need to be challenged. But you know what? Some people don't even enjoy what they have. And some people have so much. Man, if you really wanted to make some money, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas. 
have a garage sale and you can make a lot of money because you have so much junk that you, you don't even know you have. I mean, haven't you ever found something in your house that you went, oh, I just bought that. <laughs> wow, now I have two. Because <laughs> you don't even know you have stuff anymore. But man, lack of contentment. There's some people that are not content at all. And then selfishness. When people deal with selfishness, they're not grateful for anything. They're always living for them. Have you noticed there's been a shift? There used to be a time where people just wanted to serve. They would come into the presence of God. They would come and get saved. They would say, oh, my gosh, I'm a Christian now. I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve the church. I want to do whatever I can. It doesn't matter if I have a title. It doesn't matter if I have a little badge with my name on it. It doesn't matter if I have a parking space with my name on it. I don't even have a parking space with my name on it. I did for a few months and said handicap. But now they took my sticker away, so they go, andale, be, park, find a place to park. But you know what? It, it, it's, we, we get selfish. What's in it for me? If I serve, are you going to name that room after me instead of at room 106? Or sometimes they call it the fishbowl room because it's got windows. Let's call it the Richard room. Orale. Let's call it the Mary room, the Susie room. Let's call it the John room. Let's call it. Are you with me? Some people will only do something if they're going to get something out of it. But God said it's better to give than to receive. And he says it's so important that we just pour ourselves out, yet we're just, and, and, and bring me to another gratitude killer, and that's just self-indulgence. People just want more and more and more and more and more and more, and they just keep bad. It's like we had a men's breakfast this past Saturday. We had like a lot of guys here. So Beto, our men's leader, said he prayed for the food, and then he yelled out, hey, everybody, just remember, there's a lot of guys, so don't take all the food all at once. And so when he said that, they were going through, and I told the guy next to me, I go, man, I'll never forget. One time this guy came to my house, and he knocked on the door, and we had a bunch of people over, and we didn't have that much food. And he was like, oh, come on, man, can't you give me something to eat? And I'm like, yeah, come on in. So we came in, and... And he loaded the food, and I go, hey, dude, there's other people here. I don't even know if there's enough for seconds. I noticed, so I'm getting it now. And I'm like, man, what's wrong with you, dude? That, but self-indulgence, people are just into themselves now. It's all about them. Not just selfishness, but this, I, it's for me, for me, for me, for me, for me. And then there's a lack of perspective. A lack of perspective will change and kill your gratitude because now you, you feel like it's owed to you. You have this attitude that, that, you know what, it's owed to me. They should have done this. Why didn't the church give every single family a gratitude Thanksgiving basket? They only gave 100, and we ended up giving out 120, only 120 families. What about us? Well, why didn't you sign up? Well, they made it too hard to sign up. All you have to do is go tell the ladies or, or do the QR code or, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, why didn't you go to the window and say, 
I'd like to sign up for a basket. I don't know why. They should have just called me. Oh, okay, we know. We got it, Lord. I understand. You know, it's like, come on. But people lose their perspective. A lack of perspective. They, they, they feel this entitlement mentality now. Well, Biden's been giving all this money away. Why didn't you guys give me any money? Why didn't you give me a turkey? Because you already are one. You didn't need one. No, no. no that's Okay, that's messed up, man. Did that really come out of my mouth? Uh, okay. Kind of hard to take it back now. But see, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, there's gratitude killers, things that will steal our gratitude because you lose your perspective or you're self-indulged or you're selfish or, or you're just lack of contentment. So how do we have a life of, of thanks living instead of, just holding it in. First of all, thanksgiving changes our whole perspective. When you start having a life of thanksgiving and you really start living it out, your whole perspective changes. You start going, wow, God is so amazing. Praise the Lord. Man, we're able to do this. We're able to help. We're able to minister. Look, we give out food. Every, the, the second Friday of every month, we give out food. And this guy came to help, and he was volunteering. And this past, this time, this month, it was a little chilly. And we're out there in the daytime, I mean, the daytime, but it's outdoors. And, and he goes, man, Pastor, I almost didn't come today, but, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I did. It was amazing to see over 200 families that came, and we were able to bless with food and carry it out to their car and pray for them and encourage them. And Man, I, it was awesome. See, it changed his whole perspective. This thanks living changed the whole way of how he saw things, whole way of how he approached it. It changes us. It transforms us. It ministers to us. That's why Paul the Apostle said right there in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, he says, don't worry about anything. He goes, instead, he's going, instead of worrying, pray. And pray about everything. And tell God what you need. And tell him and thank him for all that he's done. So we say, thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you, God, how you've met our needs. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for new beginnings. Thank you, God, for all these people that are serving, all these servants. Thank you, God, for all these different ministries. Pastor Chuck and God's Warehouse today fed over 500 people Thanksgiving meal. Over 500. He said, Pastor, I'll be there tonight. He's exhausted. They poured out, poured out, poured out, poured out, poured out. And if anyone doesn't have a place tomorrow to eat Thanksgiving meal, they're going to be serving there at God's Warehouse starting at 3.30. They want to help and make a difference. See, it's, it's, your whole perspective changes. If you've never volunteered at God's Warehouse, I really encourage you to go to really be able to see the impact that's being made the lives that are being transformed. The Apostle Paul writes right there in Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 10 through 13, he goes, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know 
you have always been concerned about me, but I didn't have the chance to help you. Uh, you, but you didn't have the chance to help me, rather. He says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. But Paul's saying, you know what? You guys have stepped up and been awesome, but you know what? I've learned to be content with whatever I have. He goes, I know how to live on almost nothing. A lot of us know that, right? We've had those times where you're eating just... Potatoes and chili and chili and potatoes. Potatoes and chili and chili and potatoes. Then somebody gives you beans. Oh, thank you, Lord. Chili, potatoes, and beans, and beans, and chili, and potatoes. And then you're finding you get some food. You're like, wow, we got some meat. We get to add a little meat in here. Then you get some spam. You're like, orale, I got some spam in here. And some people don't know if that's meat. It's good meat. Yeah, baby. How many spam eaters do we have in the house? Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Everyone else is going, what's wrong with those people? What's wrong with them? But verse 12, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. With everything. He used to be part of the Sanhedrin court. He, he was a high-ranking official in, in, in the Jewish priesthood. And he knew how to live with everything. And he goes, but I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's on a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And here's the secret. For I can do all things. I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Man, you see, it changes your perspective. Your whole vision of life changes when you start giving thanks, he's writing from prison. He's writing after having been beaten just for preaching the word of God. He didn't commit a crime. He preached the word of God. On Sunday, I was saying, in America, we haven't been arrested for preaching the word of God. Man, I don't know if you guys saw the news. A guy in Arizona, in, in Tempe, Arizona, was preaching at the corner and some dude walked up to him and shot him in the back of the head. He's still alive as of this morning. I don't know if his name is Hans. I forgot his last name. But he was just preaching the word of God. And they shot him in the back of the head. And his church is crying out. And they're saying, thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you, Lord, for his commitment. Thank you, Lord. You see, we change our perspective. We need to change our perspective. Sometimes it's hard. But let me tell you, there's great things to be thankful for. If this is your first Thanksgiving without your dad or your mom or your brother, your sister, your son or your daughter, grandchild, someone passed away in your family. Some of you are so broken, you're like, we can't even do anything to give thanks. And I'm like, no, don't you understand? You have a million things to give thanks for. You could put that empty chair at the table and everyone share, oh, my gosh. You remember Johnny? Oh, my gosh. You remember Johnny? Oh, my goodness. He would build his little mountain of mashed potatoes and he would put the red chili in the middle like a volcano. And, and you could talk about 
the great memories that you have. You can see you can give thanks to God. Even though they're not there, you can thank God for all the flood of memories you have. The great joy you have to hold on to. Even though there's heartbreak involved, there's also great joy involved. To say, God, thank you. My dad was amazing. My mom was amazing. My grandma, grandpa was amazing. My granddaughter, my grandson was amazing. My son or daughter was amazing. And you could give thanks to God for their life. Second thing I want to say is that thanks living makes it known what we think about God. When we have a life of thanksgiving, a life of thanks living, we make it known how we feel about God. Even in your disappointment with God, even in your frustration with God, even in your anger with God, even in your misunderstanding with God, even when you don't understand him and you can't trace his hand, you know in your heart and you know in your knower that he's right there. And you can say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're here for us. Thank you that you've seen us through the greatest moments in our life. And thank you that you've seen us in the most difficult moments in our life. Today I went to this store and I'm talking to the store owner and he goes, man, one of my friends had a real difficult time. And he goes, his daughter went in to have a baby. We just think it's going to be a natural thing. She had to have a cesarean and she had complications and she was 29 years old and the baby lived and she didn't. We're like, man. He goes, it's painful for them. But they're giving thanks that they got this beautiful baby and that their daughter lived a beautiful life. And I go, you see, they, they had a way of looking at it through God's lens. And in our life, we make it known that we're grateful to God, even in our pain. We know that he's there to heal it. In our greatest moments, he's there to share it. You see, in First Chronicles 16, 18, or 8, rather, it says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. And celebrate what God has done. He brought us through this pain. He brought us through this great moment. He shared his love with us when we needed it the most. Give thanks to the Lord. Another thing that thanks living does is thanks living expresses our gratitude. We express our gratitude, and we express it a lot of different ways. Here's four ways that we express it. One, in how we pray how we pray. We start praying, but we pray in a manner that we literally shift the need that we have, and we thank God for being there for us. In Luke chapter 17, look at this prayer in verse 15 through 19. Just in these four verses here, it says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. And Jesus asked him, didn't I heal ten men? These are the ten lepers. 
And only one came back to say thanks. Thanks. And he says, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Man, just the way the man was praying, he came back to give thanks to God. He came back to give thanks for what he had done. Sometimes we pray and we pray in our need and we go, God, I don't have the money to, to make this happen. I don't have the money, Lord. Where are we going to eat, Lord? I don't know what we're going to do. And then God comes through and you even forget to even thank him. And you go, well, it wasn't even him anyway. That person gave it to me. Or that person over there gave it to me. And man, we fail to see how God provides. God provides in ways far beyond what we understand. I already told you the story of the lady that didn't have anything to eat for Thanksgiving, and she said to her children, and we don't, we're not, we don't have any food. I don't know what we're going to do for tomorrow for Thanksgiving, but you know what? Let's pray. And she prayed. She lived next door to an atheist, and they said, God, we'd love to have Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. Would you please provide, Lord? We don't know where it's going to come from. And they went for a walk. When they came back, the atheist said, heard and said, ah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy Thanksgiving dinner for him and went and bought turkey and all the fixings for Thanksgiving and put it at her porch. And when she got there, she goes, praise God, look, we have food for Thanksgiving. God answered prayer. And he jumped out, it wasn't God, it was me. And look at God, he even made the devil pay for it. <laughs> See? Your whole perspective changes. You're able to express, express your gratitude in prayer. See, that guy thought, no, no, I did it. No, guess what? I prayed and my God. <laughs> you wanted to show up my God and God showed you up because I still gave glory to my God because he answered our prayer. You see, it, it changes how we tell others about God. Man, all of us have a story. Even in my pain, I know it's so weird. I've gone through weird kind of pain through life. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, through life, I've just gone through some challenging experiences. And you know what God uses all the time? Those experiences. He puts people right in front of me that are going through that. And I'm like, wow, Lord, wow. Who would have thought I'd be talking about losing your mother as a teenager to this teenager and saying, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know what I went through. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? You see, God uses our life situation and how we tell each other is to be able to bring glory to God and thanksgiving to the Lord. In Acts chapter 4, verse 20, it says, we cannot stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. Man, there's people that are constantly telling people. They're constantly telling people. Yesterday, I was at the Walmart neighborhood grocery store, and, and, and I had done a funeral yesterday, and I was in a suit, and I'm walking around, and this man comes up to me, and he goes, he goes, Pastor Richard? I go, hey, how are you? He goes, man, I haven't seen you in a long time. He goes, well, we've never seen each other. We've never met. 
I go, man, well, you have that face that looks real familiar. He goes, yeah, people tell. I go, I know where I've seen you, dude, at the post office, most wanted. You've been up there. And then he kind of chuckled in. And I go, he goes, no, listen to me. He goes, I follow you. Now, on Sunday, I had been talking how people are watching us. And he goes, I saw you at the store, and I kind of been following you. And, man, you're, like, so friendly to all the clerks and the people. And I go, well, people have rough days. I just try to encourage them. He goes, man, well, you've been saying hi to almost everybody. People, he goes, do you know him? I go, no, I haven't known any. I just say hello and happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you're doing okay. And he goes, wow, well, he goes, I, I don't, I haven't gone to your church, but I've been wanting to because a lady from your church cut my hair. Her name is Patricia Garcia. Patricia, I don't know if you're here, but the lady I did the funeral for yesterday was Patricia Garcia's sister. It's a different Patricia. I'm like, man, I just did a funeral for Patricia's sister. He goes, what? I go, so I looked up the one that I did the funeral for, and I go, this is the, he goes, no, 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 that's not the one that I know. I know the one, she's a, a beautician, and she does my hair. And I go, dude, well, you look really good, man. He goes, yeah, she does a great job. She's got black hair with a streak, and she's really nice, and she, like, really loves your church and loves you. She's always inviting me. She's always telling me of amazing stories that she sees and hears at church. And I thought, praise the Lord that she's sharing the things that are taking place, sharing the things that we just saw some 45 people, some that had never even enjoyed studying, some that used to hate to read, some that used to ditch classes, some that didn't finish high school because they used to hate it, and now they're into the Word of God and they're studying the Word of God and they're getting a certificate because they stuck to it. Man, we have stories to tell, stories to tell of transformed lives. I've shared it, the winos and dinos and dean bats like me that God has reformed and transformed. And you know your story. We all have a story. We all have a past, and yet God has transformed us and done these amazing things, all that we could tell. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 5, uh, 15 says, Instead... You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. And you just have to tell your story. I was lost, now I'm found. I was so confused, and now he's cleared my mind. I didn't know where I was going to go. I, I, I knew I was going straight to hell, and now I know I'm going to heaven. Not what I've done, but what he's done for me. See, we could tell that's why our thanks living is we, we could pray it, we could tell it, and we could also, it's how we help other people. There's churches that are larger than us, or there's churches that are more wealthier than us, and they go, man, how do you guys give out so much food? Go, man, you guys must have a lot of people rolling in money. And I'm going... At our church? <laughs> no, you know what? We're hardworking people. Make a living the right way. But we've been impacted by God. He's 
saved our life. He saved our soul. He transformed us. And he's given us a spirit of generosity. And we're able to share with others. A lot of times the people that have the least are the ones that give the most. Because we know what it's been like. Cindy and I wouldn't know what it's been like. People think, oh, it must be nice. Oh, you have a big church. You don't even know. You don't even know our first church fit on the stage here. You don't even know when you don't get paid anything for close to three years. You got a newborn baby, and you're hustling here and there. And You don't think we know. We know. That's why you guys know. And that's why we've been generous, because God has now blessed us, and he's taken care of us, and, and what little we have, we know how to share. We know how to give back. We know how to give to others. We help others. In the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35, it says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm telling you, it's just wonderful. And last, we live out our thanks. We have thanks living by how we obey, how we obey the Lord. You know, we were talking about it in a sermon a couple Sundays ago. All these people that say, I love the Lord, love the Lord, but they want to be a silent, undercover Christian. They don't want anyone to know about it. Like, we don't want to tell anybody. I'm a Christian, but I don't want to get baptized so the whole world sees. I, 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 don't, I don't want to go up front and, and do discipleship because then if I graduate, then I'm going to go up front and everyone is going to know I'm studying the Bible. I, I don't want anyone to know I come to a Christian church, so I come in and sit in the back in the corner in the dark. Are you with me? It's crazy. We don't want to go public. We don't want to tell the Lord what he's doing and what's, what he's done. We're afraid to tell the whole world. In the book of Psalms 116, verse 12 through 14, it says, How can I offer the Lord? What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name by saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to follow the path he's laid before me. I'm going to walk a transformed life. I'm going to be an example to my whole family tomorrow. Don't sit there and, and, and try to just shove Jesus down their throat. Don't make them gag. And offer them love, though. Hey, guys, you know what? I know, look, I, I, I promise not to push Jesus down your throat, but I just have to tell you guys something. You guys know that I was lost. You guys know how messed up I was. And God has transformed my life. And family, I just want you to know how much I love you. And if any of you are ready to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you. See, that's what you could tell them tomorrow without getting all offensive. And I just want to say that to you tonight. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I don't want to shove it down your throat. I, I want to pull you out of the pit of hell. I want to give you life eternal. 
I want to offer you hope, love, and joy, and peace. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that, raise your hand. Say, Pastor, that's me. I, I want to do that. Is there anyone here tonight? Well, then, what? yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anyone else? I, I don't want to miss anybody. This is the greatest decision you're making. And, and it's an amazing time. So if you that raised your hand, if you'd stand up so we could pray with you. And we just want to encourage you. And we're celebrating because it's the greatest decision. So would everyone pray this prayer and just say, Heavenly Father, tonight I confess that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And by faith, I believe it, I receive it, and I accept it. So Lord Jesus, save my soul, transform my life. And from this day forward, let me walk hand in hand with you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh my gosh, can I give you a high five? Come up here real quick. We are so excited, excited, excited. Oh my gosh. So good. Haley? Haley, what a joy, sis. This is Pastor Chris. He's going to give you a Bible and some material, okay? Oh my goodness, I'm so happy for you. I just met this young lady tonight. God bless you, sis. Would you all stand? And I'm telling you, some of you are going through some challenging stuff. And you're going through some pain. And you're going through some difficult time. And you're finding it hard to give thanks to the Lord. And you're finding it hard to release all this pain over to Christ. Tonight, I invite you to give it to the Lord, to come up and say, Lord, thank you for being my God. Thank you for not walking away. Thank you for not giving up. Lord, I come and I lay this burden down. I lay down my life. I lay down my anxiety. I lay down my worry. I lay down my fear. I lay down my celebration and I lay down my pain. If you want that, come up. There's people that want to pray with you. And prayer team, Make your way up and start praying with people. Encourage them and bless them in the name of the Lord. Sing it out, would you? you to be bold tonight and turn to the person next to you and just ask them, is there anything you want me to pray with you for? Is there anything you want me to pray with you for? And then just encourage them in prayer right now. Encourage them in prayer. Father, we love you so much. 
Oh, sing it out, sing it out. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone at the altar right now. I pray that you encourage them, you minister to them, and you touch them. Father, overwhelm them with your goodness and your mercy. Overwhelm them with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know everything they're going through. You know every challenge that they're facing. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that you minister to them, you help them, and you carry them. That Lord, if it's a burden, Father God, take that off their shoulders as they cast their cares to you. Give them that uplift they need. Father God, if there's brokenness, heal them. If there's overwhelming thanksgiving, Lord, let them just celebrate in your presence. Father, for those watching online, I pray ministry to those at home or wherever they're watching from, whether they're on the side of the road or hotel, whether they be at home or just wherever, God, minister to their need right now. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you've done. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, God, we give you thanks and praise. And Lord, from a grateful heart, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for always being with us. Thank you for seeing us through. Now, God, I pray that tomorrow would be a day, Lord God, where we really give honor and glory to you for being the provider of everything in our life. We love you, Lord, and we pray in Christ's name. And God's people said, amen. God bless you, church. We love you so much. I hope you, if you haven't signed up to get baptized, talk to them at the information table. We'll see you Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving, 9 o'clock or 11.